know, I've talked very little on this podcast about. Tell me, tell me. Kansas City. Oh, okay. Well, I see it on your shirt. Super. <laughs> do you? Oh, that's right. I guess not everyone's watching this, but I just like. Well, that's every- not why I was saying it, but look how thoughtful oh, I seem. I would, I would like everyone to know. <laughs> the, the, the Chiefs are the uh, world champions. I think everybody knows that by they now. They should. Just wanted to remind everybody. It makes me want to sing that song, Kansas City, Here I Come. But because I love everybody, I'm not going to sing. I like also, I'm singing. not sure that song is super appropriate now that I'm thinking about it. Hey, so here's what we're going to talk about today. Is we live in a world that loves, 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 loves to tell everyone else how to live their lives. Careful with that, though, because yes, it does. But so I think we all have, even even us, have stuff that we'd love, like... I asked you earlier if you could if you could give like one piece of advice to people, what would it be? What'd you say? One piece? No, you didn't say. No, what I say if you advice. could make people do one thing. If I could make if I could make people do one thing. Yes. Like and it's only one. Like they like yeah, just one. I would say I would make everyone go to church. Mm-hmm. What I would love you that. Do? Well, mine. I don't even want to say it because mine sounds super shallow when you say that. I was I was just saying use your blinker not only because it's safe and helpful but because it's just one small thing that I think would turn into big things but yours is one big thing that will impact all the small things. So. That's why like I would like to make people do a lot of things. So it was it was hard but so yeah. on a whim I was like, "Well, I guess I just would make yeah, everyone I go like, to church." I like that one. But now someone's going, "Yeah, well, I grew up in a really bad church." And I I understand <laughs> that. I understand that. I'm just saying. I was just asking cuz we yeah. all have that and I I think in um specifically in in the chairs that we sit in, like the tables that we're at, the, the roles that we have, we experience a lot of times people out of, out of love and really well intention, give us a lot of feedback about what everybody else should be doing um, or what we should be doing or whatever. Cause in, in goodness, I think people, people want people to be healthy. Sure. People want their, their neighborhoods and communities safe. People want people to know Jesus. People want, others involved in their causes. And so oftentimes we just end up saying, Hey, you should this, or you should that. Yeah. Yeah. I, we now, everyone has the opportunity to go onto the internet and say what, what everyone else should be doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, but that's kind of like what we do now is we watch something nationally mm-hmm. and then we go to the internet to see what everyone thought of it and what should have happened and what shouldn't. I'm saying yes. like, it's almost like a, 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 a okay, uh, a State of the Union address and you can watch it and be like, okay, that wasn't bad or that was horrible. And then you go on the internet to see, oh, oh, everyone else thought this. Okay, then I'm, okay, then that's the expectations I should have. Well, and it's even expanded because specifically for the Super Bowl, not only now are you talking about when, even even within the last 15 years, it was just, how were the commercials? Which one was your favorite? What plays did the refs call that you hated? Sure. Um, and then how was the halftime show? Sure. Now we're like assessing how the wives and girlfriends of the players are dressed and where they're sitting. And like, it's insane. It's everything. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, I just don't want to watch any of it. And then I won't have to worry about it. In a world of... Really, I think demanding a lot of everyone, mm-hmm. I feel like is where we're currently at. We just we demand a lot of everyone. Perhaps that has left a lack of balance mm. 
hmm. in what we demand of ourselves. Well, there's an old adage about how we often see ourselves through the lens of our intentions, what we hope to do. We give ourselves kind of the benefit of the doubt. That's literally how most of us apologize. But we, I did not intend, right? But I think to punch we punch you in the face when it if just, we're looking at ourselves and somebody else, we see ourselves through the lens of our intentions, but we see others through the lens of their actions. Sure. And and so we we often end up giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Yeah, so, like if we make a mistake, we have a reason to why that mistake ah, deserves a little bit of grace or mercy. <laughs> uh, if someone else makes a mistake, we're like, but how much can I sue you for? Yeah, burn it down. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm going to, I am going to find a way to get everything I've ever wanted that I don't even deserve out yeah. of this thing. Yeah. And so demanding it, uh, is an interesting thing that what it's doing to us is I think it's kept us from looking in our own mirrors at ourselves. Yeah. And we need to talk about it. So you, you, I, well, I, this is a conversation all the time. Cause so much of what I do is, is, um, working in the community specifically with leaders who have given their lives to a specific cause, uh, homelessness, okay. uh, hunger, foster care and adoption. Like, and so they're so passionate. And what I love about the leaders in our community is they're in their lane and they want to know how they can mobilize people to be part of that, but also how they can serve and support. And what I, what I've loved about that is they're doing what God's called them to do, but they're also helping other people do what God's called them to do. It's often people who are not in the trenches like that, who have opinions and, and a lack of kindness or even opinions and a lack of um, like appropriate wording. Because a lot yeah. of times we end up saying, like, um, instead of, hey, how you feeling? How you doing? Uh, how's everything going? We go, you look tired. You need more sleep. Well, the person already knows that. Um, or you should eat healthier. It looks like you've packed on a few pounds or whatever. Um, oftentimes, the person already knows what we're saying, right? And so, I like, they already know that that's true. And so I put here, just as we were talking, if you build it, they will come is kind of a thing that we say all the, that field of dreams. I've never watched that movie. You've never seen but that. Kevin Costner there. Catherine, the list of movies I've not seen is disappointing. I'm very comfortable with it, but it's way longer than the list of movies I have seen. You, I just don't, I don't like to don't sit for to, two hours I'm, and watch something I might not like. And I can't get that two I, hours. I back. apologize. This is going to come across harsh. But it's not how I intend it. <laughs> the answer is uh, already no. Thank your you. Your citizenship as in a United States of American no, citizen. That's not accurate. I, well, I might have to revoke this. No. I'm saying it's in jeopardy. Your no, citizenship is in jeopardy. No, because instead of watching Field of Dreams, I'm reading the Constitution. Yeah, not, like, no, I, scrap, I think don't I'm read fine. the Constitution. Watch Field of Dreams. No, thank you. I love Kevin. Is Kevin Costner's in it? Adore him. Dances with Wolves, I did watch that. Amazing. I'm not watching Field of Dreams. You're okay with Dances of Wolves, See, but here's not what Field we're of... talking about. You go home and watch Field of Dreams, and if it sounds really nice, I'll come sit with you. So <sighs> instead of if you build it, because I'm an American. If you build it, they will come. You're proving my point right now. I love you so much. If you build it, they will come. Right. I put. If you build it, they will come. If you model it, they might actually do it. Brilliant. Right? That's smart. That's, That's probably me more writing something. Um, okay, so there's mature. a guy that did this. He was finding himself frustrated, let down, and actually starting to get really judgmental and a little arrogant about how awesome he was and how nobody else was doing the things that he thought, thought that they should be doing. 
Sounds like a fun. You know guy what, to be what it reminds me of? It reminds me of me before we had kids, and we'd be like at a restaurant, and I'd be like, "Oh my goodness, my children will never do that." And then we had kids, and I went, "Do we have to go out to eat in yeah. a restaurant? Because I don't even want to yeah. bring kids to the restaurant." Because you know, I always thought it would be whatever. So. He decided to make micro changes, he calls them. Micro. He, he, do you remember he micro was, machines? I do. Was that the one where the guy talked really fast yep. in the commercials? He stressed me out. Okay. Sorry. So March 11th, he decided to start making at least one change. This was a few years ago. At least one change in his life every day. Every day. Because he thought, I'm, okay, so he subtly communicates I'm doing it better than everybody else, mm-hmm. but their lack of willingness to do it my way is right. stressing me out so much okay. that I'm just going to give myself a little more attention. So the first day, he started taking cold showers for the last 60 seconds of the shower. That was change number one. Um, a few days later... Wait, I have a question. Yeah. When he makes this change, yeah. does he then continue that change? Or was that like a one-day commitment? You know, that's a really good question. I think we're going to be able to infer as we're watching through that maybe not all of these could stick. Okay. Because like, there's do, so many. Like he catalogs, and some days there's more than one change. I could do 60 seconds of a cold shower one day. I just, I'm just i just trying to find out, can I do this? Just Am the last 60 this? seconds. So you could have it at 300 degrees until the last minute. All right, all right. Okay, so um, set a goal of learning one new song per week in the guitar. Uh, ooh, started keeping my shoes organized. See, this is where I'd go. I'd like my kids to do that. No, Katie, are you doing that? Okay. Um, my favorite is March 19th. No more snoozing alarm clocks. Oh. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a snooze button person. Um, and if, if anybody wants to do something fun, when I was in college, I lived in a sorority and I was in like a sleeping dorm and my alarm clock sound was Celebrity Jeopardy <laughs> from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I, my friends did not like me that semester very much. Um, uh, March 22nd, saying people's names when I say hello. Ooh, brushing his teeth with, with his weak hand, doing one charitable thing a day, stretching for 10 minutes a day. March 22nd was a big day for him. All right. Um, mm. Just going through April 14th, take the stairs whenever possible. Uh, April 25th, stop cracking knuckles. Now I want to crack my knuckles. Um May 14th, add a slice of lemon to water, to his water every day. Uh, May 23rd, brainstorm and write down 10 uses for a random object each day. It starts sounding like he's pulling a little bit. So the last two days, July 11th. So he started on March 11th. Okay. July 11th, wash laundry with cold water as opposed to hot. July 12th, the last day he records, um, not because he died, but because he just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Lead. This isn't. We're not taking a turn. That was just the last that day you decided to record. July twelfth. Lead by example, as opposed to telling people what to do. Mm. I think there's so much power in that because, again, not that we shouldn't give ourselves some grace and benefit of the doubt, but one of the things is you're learning and growing and experiencing life, which comes with a lot of opportunities for relaxing and enjoying life, but also a lot of stress. And potential conflict. I think sometimes we get so kind of um, just trapped in in our own echo chamber or in our own preferences that if you find yourself more often than not talking about what others should be doing, 
just spend some time reflecting. Um, in in his account, he's not he's not saying, yeah, I just I started praying every day or I started. He wasn't doing that. I would recommend how am I walking with the Lord intentionally? Because if I'm constantly thinking about what others should be doing and some of the stuff you want other people to do might be really great. Like we tell our kids to brush their teeth because they need to brush their like <laughs> that's a good thing to do. Um, but he he really was seeking to change his heart to stop mm. demanding and start to model. Um, James one twenty two uh, says, "Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says." And so I wrote a few notes, and I'd love for you to just unpack anything that you think of. Remember that not everybody is like you, yeah. and for me that has been there are people in different seasons of life. So we have a lot of people that we know whose kids are out of the house. So the way that they're spending their time and their lives looks way different. They can get up in the morning and go to the gym for two or three hours. They can schedule a lunch every day with somebody. They can travel whenever they want. That's not our life right now. And and so recognizing that. And if I like just took off on trips all the time, that would get expensive and confusing. <laughs> um, different personalities, different experiences. Not everyone is like you or me. Um, and then start living your life ready to grow and improve and see what God does in your heart and the hearts of others. Those were my two takeaways from his just vulnerability of sharing where he was at and what he was doing. Cause I think we see that a lot too, where yeah. it, it comes from a good place, but it can turn kind of yucky real fast. Uh, one, if, if everyone were like you, the world would be a better place. Just want you to know. <laughs> you're, you're so nice, but I know that. Uh, you probably have some amendments to that that you can share. No. Uh, it, it makes me think of some things about this. So when you're when you're spending all of your time, not all your time, but a lot of your time evaluating how others have done and what they're doing and why they're not doing it, and um, they should be doing it this way, and because this is how you should do life, right? Because that's it, kind of rooted in a, a belief of this is how you should do life. That's probably even too like big thinking like this is how you should drive this is how you should run your morning schedule this is how you should address your kids in this way this is how your your desk should look that kind of stuff well we get sounds so, like the first few years of marriage though like this is how the house is going to look right like. this is how you should fold the towels all that kind of stuff what you learn is uh it's like a um is that a agron agronomy agronomy the study of dirt Farming. Is yes. that what you mean? Yes. I'm so proud of you for using that word. <laughs> That's awesome. What, I've influenced you. Mm -hmm. What you're growing is important. Yes. But what you're growing has different demands on how you help it grow. And even prep the soil. In other words, different trees, plants, grass, stuff you grow has different kinds of watering schedules. Mm -hmm. We don't let that transfer over to how we treat other human beings. Mm -hmm. And we try to make everyone follow the same watering schedule. Mm -hmm. We try to make everyone follow the same kind of, well, this is the fertilizer you have to have. Where if you treat that person, not to get all weird, you got apple trees and you got oak trees and you got all that. One of the things that if, you, if you're just struggling being overly demanding of your kids, your spouse, your friends, your church, Complete your workplace, your boss, all that kind of stuff, <laughs> understand that the way you can back up a little bit off of people 
is saying, is, is this like a major moral issue? Mm-hmm. Or am I just upset that they don't have the same watering schedule that I have for my life? Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it changes, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big deal is agronomy. Um, let God teach you through what God created and God put all different kinds of things requiring different kinds of amounts of things. Mm-hmm. There's some similarities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, things that grow need some wind, need some water, need some sunlight, like, but, but very... but. You're talking three, four things, right? Mm-hmm. But the schedules to that, the amount of stuff, it's why all over the world, different things grow based on the amount of sun, amount of water, all that kind of stuff. God's so good with that. Could we all be diverse enough that we need a few of the core things, but the timing, the way we go about doing it, all that kind of stuff can actually be a little more unique mm-hmm. than we're allowing others to experience. We talk a lot of, in the nonprofit sector too about all. there are causes that are all different and if if everybody went to one cause, then all of these other lanes would be empty and yeah. work would not be happening that needed to get done. If if everybody went to the coffee shop that you went to in the morning, you'd hate it because then the, the line would be too long and exactly. it would be a different experience. And so unpacking even the, the sometimes I think one of the reasons, though, is because we see ahead and go, if you would just do this one thing, it would help you. And you'd be better. And I want you, I want you to have a better experience or not be hurt or frustrated or whatever. That's the well-intentioned. But I, I, I think, um, so many times, uh, sometimes too, I think it could be a a need for validation that I want, I want to be your friend. And if you're not going to be my friend, then that says something about maybe I'm not good enough. Well, no, maybe we're just in different seasons of life or maybe, maybe we're just not a good fit, whatever it is. I, I think, um, getting to the root too of why why am i demanding so much that's why it's a classic it's a classic premarital counseling preparation lesson we'll, we'll teach mm-hmm. is they'll both fold towels differently mm-hmm. and the end result is the towel is folded yes. and if they're going to make this matter mm-hmm. um a major a matter that devalues the other person mm-hmm. it is again you've gotten into i'm so demanding on you that i've i've got the attention completely off of me now mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the distraction so that's one of the things i classic pay attention to there's different watering schedules yeah. different amounts of nutrition all that which means we're all made uniquely we have core needs and core truths right yeah yeah but much of what we're demanding mm-hmm isn't even close to that core stuff, mm-hmm. uh, at least that. A second one is uh, in scripture, Jehoshaphat uh, is in charge. All of a sudden, they're going to get attacked, and uh, people freak out when you get attacked. You can even go back to the Hebrews. As soon as Moses leads them out, within a few days, they're like, why'd you, why'd you take <laughs> us out? Blah, blah, blah. We were better why, in the chains. Were graves in Egypt that bad? Why do we have to have a grave out here in the wilderness? All that, And you begin to really get demanding mm-hmm. rather than look at what you could, you could actually be a part of. Mm-hmm. And one of the lessons we learned back with Jehoshaphat is as they're surrounding, surrounded and the king's like, we're screwed, Rather than get into the demanding and and lamenting, he focuses himself and he he says he asks for the harp to be brought. He's like they're gonna get killed. <laughs> they're about to get slaughtered, and he's like bring the harp. It's like, <laughs> sir, you, you mean, mean the mach- sword? Uh, you, mean, you mean you mean bring bring the captains? <laughs> no, no, bring me someone who plays the harp. What what he was doing was. He wanted to get his focus on the right thing, mm-hmm. not 
the dangerous thing or the thing that he didn't like or that he was lamenting. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. one classic lesson is brave people, mature people spend their time directing their focus, not blaming and projecting that onto other people. Mm -hmm. So a courageous, one of the most courageous things you can do in your own life is that quote you said, instead of build it and they will come, model it. One of the bravest things you could do is choose to model what you don't like about society nowadays. Mm -hmm. Say, you know what? Rather than demand, I'm going to model it. Oh yeah. Direct, I, yeah. direct your life and your, don't minimize the power Mm -hmm. of modeling what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Don't just think the way to get it done is to blast it on social or go gossip to a friend mm -hmm. or to yell at someone. Model what you think should happen. And once you've, you're modeling it, I am amazed at how many people catch on what you've modeled rather than what you've even said. As a parent, I'm, it's always frustrating. What you model is a big deal. Can I, one of the, one of the things I've learned, I was teaching middle school and high school in Kansas and I would hear all the time from people in the community and in the church, you know, like, oh, these kids are just not the way they used to be. And, you know, like just lamenting about how awful the kids were. And I'm thinking I'm with them every day. And I mean, they're kids. I don't come home like going, that was amazing. I feel so well rested after eight hours on my feet with a bunch of teens. However, they were incredible and gifted huh. and, and just needed life spoken into them and people to walk with them. And I remember that, that season of life, I became such an advocate for not only being a mentor at like Big Brothers Big Sisters or, or getting involved then in initiatives or, or volunteering at a school, but get involved in your kids' ministry at church or at the student ministry at your church. Like start being active and engaged if instead of saying, oh, you know, they're not like they used to be or whatever, well, then go be part of helping make life change. Yeah. Step into it instead of just screaming from the sidelines. That That's a classic example that I have been so grateful to have learned early because um, a lot of times that might be the Lord inviting you to press into an area, but instead you just go, eh, I hate that, you know. De-escalation, uh, a technique with that is... You don't, someone who's out of control, you don't meet them at their mm -hmm. level of out of control. Mm -hmm. You model mm -hmm. uh, calm, mm -hmm. at peace, mm -hmm. voice, and, and, and demeanor. Um, I just saw this, this was done on an airline recently. There, there was a flight where, where two people were um, fighting over something, and it got de-escalated by someone who didn't match it, but mm -hmm. was doing the basic techniques. And so... I think it's a good thing for us to think about yeah. uh, how we are quick to demand and less quick to model. So switch them in your life. Mm -hmm. Be quick to model what you know needs to be done. And then I think you can have better conversations with friends and family and mm -hmm. people going, hey, this needs to be in your life. You can mm -hmm. get a bit more demanding, mm -hmm. but start with modeling. Amen. Your model. Mm -mm. No? Yeah? Uh, and and <laughs> never mind. I love to put you back on your heels. It's great. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. We love you very much. Until next time. Peace out. Later. Bye, friends. Yeah. Have a nice day.